Hello there, my dear audience. How is everybody feeling? It's January, winter or summer, if you are on the other side. And today, I'm going to continue with the story of being single. Why do I say continue? Because I have prepared three episodes dedicated to the three significant men in my life. And it kind of left a question mark. So, are you single? Are you not single? What was the next step? So this episode is dedicated to the art of being single as a girl who's been single all her life. And I'm going to share with you some thoughts, some insights, personal feelings, of course. And I'm going to start with a beautiful quote I found, and it goes like this. Learn to manage alone, not out of loneliness, but out of self-reliance. In solitude, you'll discover the strength that has always resided within. And this is a quote by Rumi, the famous poet. So let's start my two cent about being single. After, the, after those very significant few years, it was only four years, if I'm right, that I met three amazing men. And they were just mind-blowing experiences. But I never really got to the stage of, of settling down. I never really got to the stage of making a commitment. Now, is this a personality thing? Is this... Um, defense mechanism? Is this family history? Uh, pff, probably all of the above. But what has always been very strong in my inner knowing, in my inner self, is my need for freedom and independence. If you listen to my previous podcasts, you are familiar with my history that in, the, in my 20s, I was in a very bad place. I was in abuse. I was in survival mode. I was in self-hate. And I was very, very far from any kind of relationship. And of course, I'm not going to get into the cliches, or maybe I am that you always attract what you are. So, of course, the kind of man you attract is also the exact mirror of who you are at that specific moment. And here it is very nice to look at the, at the evolution of what I've been through or what I've gone through, of when you're looking at the man you, go, you, you kind of connect to. They're the exact reflection of who you are and at what stage you are. I've always been single. In my 20s, I was busy being 
in a dark place. In my 30s, when finally I started to discover and open myself up and started on my journey of self-discovery and becoming something, while people were busy having babies and getting married, I was busy traveling the world. I was busy partying. I was busy enjoying myself. I was like the bird who was finally free from the cage. So I definitely have a 10-year delay. <laughs> it's like my 20s didn't exist. I was, I was so not there that I, I did everything 10 years later. <laughs> and it is very true. So in my 30s, the last thing I was looking for is commitment. The last thing I was interested in is um, settling down. I was busy. I was busy enjoying myself. I was busy traveling around. I was busy uh, going from party to party. And uh, don't misunderstand. There were men. And um, I always liked men. I used to go to a party and, you know, just look and say, oh, God, yeah, that, that's very, very delicious. Huntress, you could say that. But it wasn't coming from that it was coming more from the from yeah from from the whole excitement i like the excitement you see i'm at the bottom of my heart i'm a hopeless romantic and when finally i did fall in love when i was 38 yeah which is a ripe age to finally open your heart to somebody then they came in a row one after the other but we never got to the to the stage of of getting married or i never even i of course i thought about it also with the prince who met, who i met in india with the guru that i moved there not necessarily to get married or have children but like share a life and then the lover who was the only man who i considered ever being the father of my children but it did not work out good or bad, it doesn't really matter because it is what it is. So the bar is high, very high. And I, I'm not a person who, who compromises on men, kind of like, why should I? Why should you? Why should anybody compromise? I think the whole idea of marriage is kind of outdated, honestly. Being single is strength that is undescribable. The power that lies in being your own boss, owning your time, of course, taking full responsibility for your life is awesome. I must tell you honestly. Do I even have space for a partner? And that's a good question. I'm a very... When I'm in, I'm in. 
I don't play around, kind of like I cannot be half in, half out. But I need to be in love. So, is being single a result of my heart being broken too many times? Do I still believe in love? Do I want to live in a partnership? That's it. Now that I am older, much older, I am more open to the idea of settling down and sharing a life. I'm more open to it. It doesn't mean that I am actually doing it. Does it have back setbacks or, you know, like disadvantages? Absolutely. I mean, I used to be a very good-looking woman. Now I'm in my 50s, so of course I'm aging. And I am looking for a different kind of men. In the past... I wanted to be carried away, yeah, blow my mind, just, you know, be a man that I can really get carried away in the excitement, in the feeling. Today, because I am more mature, I think slowly, slowly, I am getting acquainted with the idea of settling together with a man. And then the question starts, who is this man? So you see, you attract what you are. You attract the kind of man that mirrors you. And actually, that's what I've been working on. Because I wasn't really satisfied with the man in my life. You see, we never really went beyond the stage of falling in love, which is amazing. I love the feeling. I love the butterflies in their stomach. I, loved, I love it. I love it. Okay. I am, as I told you, a hopeless romantic. And that's it. I think I'm more in love with love than with the idea of commitment and settling down. It just didn't suit my personality. It just didn't suit who I am. I love the adventure, the experience, the excitement, the newness of falling in love. But how is it to actually share your life with a man? I have no idea. I have no idea. I've always been single. The only time... I have spent 24-7 with a man for extended periods of time was when I was traveling. And I was traveling with a certain guy who was my then boyfriend and we traveled months and months together and we spent every waking minute together. But it's still different than actually living with someone, sharing your life together with someone. So I tell you, how this, how this future partner of me looks, feels, the person I'm aiming to be. You see, you cannot 
unknow the beautiful, amazing, fantastic, fascinating experiences that you had. So I cannot unknow what tantric sex feels like. I cannot unknow what true soulmate love feels like. I cannot unknow the beautiful experiences that I have shared with these three significant guys that I had in my life. I cannot settle for less. I cannot. I cannot be in a relationship that does not does not satisfy all my needs. And when I'm saying all my needs, I'm saying all my needs. All the levels. From the tantric connection to the grounded, yeah, amazing relationships that you can establish with a man, to the sharing, to the partnership, to the communication, to the friendship, the deep friendship, the exciting conversations, the thought-provoking conversations. So I am looking for a man who is like me. Who's done a few things, who have seen a few things, who is a hippie, who is a wild spirit, but also grounded, knows business, knows how to make money, knows how to share his emotions. That's the mirror. That's the one. And he also has to have a very certain look, yeah? It must be attractive. There has to be a spark. I tried to go beyond the spark. I tried with the hairdresser, if you listen to my previous podcast. I tried to go against my instincts. Even though the spark wasn't there, the attraction really wasn't there. I tried. I tried to do it like many people do. And they say, oh, love is something that grows with time. Love is something, you know, it, it develops. It's not the love at first sight, it's sometimes it's the guy, it's the last guy you would look at. You see, I don't believe in that. I believe that when love happens, you know it from the very first moment you lay eyes on that person. That is my experience and that is what I stand for. I'm not going to share my life with second best or third best or just not to be alone because What's wrong with being alone? Alone is not lonely. Alone is power. Alone is your true self. And if you're running from that and getting into second best compromising relationships just because you're afraid to be alone it's time to look at why. What are you running from? Nobody's going to fill those holes in your soul. Nobody's going to do the job. Nobody's going to complete you. This is nonsense. You don't need to be completed. You are already complete. But what you see in the other person is what you are. And it always, it always comes back.
So I am looking for myself reaching that level, that stage of my development, that the man that I attract, we can create something beautiful, that there is mutual respect, mutual growth, mutual support, and we thoroughly and, and, and truly enjoy each other's company, that it's fun, it's nice, it's smooth. Now, challenges of being single, I have mentioned it before. Yeah, of course. You get hassled, you get looked at. You're sitting in a coffee shop or in a restaurant alone. A woman, okay, what is she up to? And you know, Israel is, is a traditional society. It's a very modern society with traditional family laws, family, uh, you know, family relations. And they admire children. The more children you have, the better. So the first thing is, you're not married? No. And you see what people think. Two things, first of all, that come to their mind. Okay, damaged goods. Something is wrong with her. That's one. And then the other one is she must be a bitter person, desperate to find a husband. And you're like, whoa, I'm none of those. I'm not that and I'm not that. I'm not desperate. There's nothing. I've never been desperate. You see, I never saw marriage as, as an end game. Like it's something to achieve. It's like, wow. No, I, commitment was never really on my list. And damaged goods. We all are damaged goods in some way. And the more mature you become, the older you become, I like to say zero BS tolerance. You develop this sense of nonsense. Yeah, you see it from miles away. So yes, in a way I am damaged goods because I'm very sharp. And you see through the hanky-panky shenanigans of men from miles away. You see the player, you realize, you recognize their character, you know what they're up to from miles and miles away. It's difficult to fool you. It's difficult. And now, let's be honest, men, most of them, the majority of them, they don't really like that. They would prefer a woman who isn't really that aware of her power. Let's put, I'm just putting it very nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking in general. There is always exceptions to the rules. And those are the gems. Those men, those are the diamonds. So yes, when I, uh, just last year it happened here, that the guard at the hotel, and you know, he's chatting you up because Cypriots, they are flirty. 
and they chat you up. And I find myself making up a husband who works in Dubai just to get out of uncomfortable situations, but to still stay friendly. So there is an imaginary husband and there are imaginary kids. Excuses that I make up to avoid uncomfortable situations, to keep the status quo, to, to make them feel more comfortable. Yeah? Because I don't want to be... I don't want to feel this, this oh, or she's desperate, or she's damaged goods, or she's game. And if she's game, ah, oh, well, she's a middle-aged woman. Let's just go for it, yeah? And you know, the funniest thing is when people put tags on you that, that you're a lesbian. Now, I have absolutely nothing with lesbians. It's all fine. I have friends who are lesbians. I have friends who are gays. I am not one of them. But I used to go to a lot of parties, as you know by now, and about a good 10 years ago, we met, like, we were like three girls, three single girls. And we went every weekend, every Saturday to a different after party. And it was always the three of them. And at some point, I overheard a friend of mine, somebody I knew, she wasn't really a close friend, but somebody I knew. And she said, yes, of course, but you're a lesbian, you are with that other girl. And I looked at her and I was like, what? Yeah, everybody knows. That's why you always hang around together. That's why you always go to parties. We never see you with any men. So you're a couple, aren't you? And then she's probably your third wheel, as they like to say. And I was utterly shocked. You see, men, f uh, men, excuse me, people in general find it difficult when you do not fit into their imagined way of society. You should be married by this and this and this age. You should have children. If you're not, if you don't comply, yeah, something is wrong with you. So you must be a lesbian. You must be this. You must be that. Now here I'm going to say a sentence that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. What other people think about you is none of your business. What other people think about you is none of your business. It's their reflection. Yes, it takes guts. Yes, you need to become self-reliant, self-sufficient. You have to know your own value. You have to become aware of who you truly are, that other people's thoughts, ideas feelings, opinions do not touch you. It does not concern you. It's who they are and it's what they think. And to be able to hold your head up high and own this space, whatever space you're talking about, but in this case I'm talking about being single, you have to know that this is your decision. It's your choice. And you stand behind it. It's your power. Being single is powerful. And whatever society thinks about it, 
is whatever society thinks about it. Is life less enjoyable, more enjoyable? As I said, it has advantages and disadvantages. Of course, I would have liked probably many times to have the support, emotional, physical, mental, financial support of a partner, of a spouse. But it didn't happen. So I solved it. I became all that. And I managed to create a support system, which is friends, mother figures, relatives, acquaintances, to thrive. Now, if you ask me, do you regret? No, not for a minute. There is nothing to regret. You see, there is nothing wrong with being single. There is nothing wrong with not being married. There is nothing wrong with choosing who you wish to share your life with from the correct, from the right point of view. Who is the person who is really right for me? Who has the privilege of sharing my life with? It's not just anybody. It's a privilege to be with me. It's a privilege. It's not just anybody. So being single, the art of being single is really to be true to your own values, to your own choices. And let nobody, never, force, influence your core beliefs, your core values. And again, there is nothing to compromise for. There is nothing to settle for. Unless it's really the person, really the partner that fits every single criteria and if it's not 85% of the time fun and enjoyable and supportive and good for the both of you at least 85% of the time that's how I see it you're wasting your time you're wasting your energy and you're blocking the door the entrance to somebody who would suit you much better, who would make you, who would make you happier. Because that's the end of the day, the whole game here. Happy, be happy, be enjoy, to enjoy. This is what the meaning of life really is, to celebrate. So I'm going to repeat the quote I started with. Learn to manage alone, not out of loneliness but out of self-reliance. In solitude, you'll discover the strength that has always resided within. The quote by Rumi. So to all the single girls and boys out there, I wish you the best. And yes, we are the makers of our own happiness. Talk to you next time.